When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold, and today is all about gratitude. While Thanksgiving is a holiday that not everyone loves to celebrate, I personally love to take this time of year to focus on all of the things that I am grateful for. And this year, I'm extra grateful for everyone who has consistently supported this show, which is why I am thrilled to be able to introduce this next guest, and let you know that as a thank you to everyone who listens to the show, we're going to give away a $300 gift certificate to Love AJ Jewelry. In order to be considered for this giveaway, make sure you're signed up for the mailing list on the website, which is linked in the show notes. You can also check out Love AJ, which is also linked in the show notes. Or check out clips from this episode on socials listed below just to see how freaking cute all of the Love AJ Jewelry actually is. Okay, without further ado... Today's crime comes from travel blogger Maddie, whose breakup was so bad, it ended up in the New York Post, the Daily Mail, the Sun, and so much more. But if anyone can top today's crime, it's today's special guest. Today's guest was featured on Forbes 30 Under 30. She's a CEO, a designer, the founder of Love AJ, which she started when she was merely 14 years old. She's also a divorcee and your stereotypical Virgo. Please welcome none other than Amanda Thomas to Crimes of the Heart. Hello. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to get into the crimes today. I know. We have a really good mutual friend who I think has been waiting for this moment more so than you or I. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like, these two. We're yes. going to get them in a yes. room and they're just going to go off. Yeah. I know. I specifically chose this one for you because Good. I do know a tiny detail about your past. Yes. And I think you can really speak to this crime. Okay. Good. I can't <laughs> wait. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Okay. A quick disclaimer. Our episodes deal with serious incidents and triggering subject matter. If you feel like at any time you need support, Please do not hesitate to grab a cocktail, share this with a friend, or contact us with your own stories. We are here to listen and liberate. Contact information can be found in the show notes. The names in the following episode have not been changed to protect the innocent or the guilty. From the minute I met him to the minute that I found out what I did, it was perfect. It was too good to be true. And I said to one of my friends, it's too good to be true. And it was. This is Madeline. Our story takes place in London in the winter of 2023, when Madeline is 22 years old. 
So I travel a lot, so I wasn't really that bothered about meeting someone, but I was on Tinder anyway, because I live on my own, so it gets lonely. And she matches with a guy named Jason, a 32-year-old landlord and property owner in London. He lived down the road from me. He liked traveling. We had all the exact same life ideas as each other. We both said we didn't want kids yet. It was almost too good. Well, it was too good to be true. Everything that I liked, he liked too. They make a plan to go out. But at the last minute, Madeline gets cold feet and cancels because... He wasn't really my type. But then she has another change of heart. So I thought, give a good ugly guy a chance, you know. They can't can't do you that bad. You know, he's ugly. Little did I bloody know. They rearrange for a second date. So we met in January, actually, New Year's Day. And we met in my local pub. I said, strip it back. I've never been on a date properly before. We'll strip it back. We'll meet in a really empty, empty pub and we'll just go for a pint. So they meet up at Madeline's local pub. And her first thought is, you're not actually that ugly. Like, no, it's tolerable, tolerable, tolerable. She sits down and the two hit it off. It was about three o'clock that we met and it wasn't until like 10 p.m. we were still talking and (laughs) it was like, oh, we're getting on really well. But it wasn't just Madeline who thought so. Jason openly said, oh, we've had such a good connection and all that, whatever. She remembers asking Jason his last name so that she could look him up on social media. But he tells her, I don't have Facebook. I've deleted it because I spend too much time watching the videos. I don't have Instagram. I only have YouTube and WhatsApp. And I just believed him. I thought, a 32-year-old man, he's not got social media. This is a green flag because men with like big social media presence never ended well for me in the past. So I thought, oh my God, a green flag. He's an old man. He's mature. He's not got social media he's just too busy running his business like it's good madeline was headed to copenhagen in a week because i'm a solo traveler so i basically find the cheapest flights and i go there and she mentions to jason that he should come with her and he goes yeah all right send me the flight details and i'll let you know about a day or so later he said yeah i booked it we're going to copenhagen jason said he was a landlord so he didn't need to ask permission to take off work which really suited Madeline's spontaneous travel lifestyle. So I thought, this is great. This is, this is brilliant. The night before their flight to Copenhagen, Jason stays at Madeline's and the two go to the airport together. And then from the minute even when our first date, we were literally a couple. Like we're holding hands. We would just very much always like have to be touching each other. Public display of affection, hands on legs and kissing in public, all of that. Like we'd been together for years. Their first night in Copenhagen, it rains. If there's nothing to do, I'll let you go and get some beer, get drunk and play cards. And he was on it too. So I thought that was really cool because it was a rainy day. We just sat inside playing cards, drinking beer. And I'm like, okay, I've met the one. As the weather clears, the two continue their romantic journey. Stopping, of course, to take cute couples photos at all of the popular tourist spots. It was like a fairy tale, what I thought was a fairy tale. And though she initially thought Jason was ugly, everything in our lives, like our interests, our hobbies, our life goals, everything matched 100%. And I was attracted to his persona that he portrayed himself to be. At some point during their trip, Jason tells her that he deleted Tinder the moment he got her number. And I thought, well, I'd best delete it then. I was like, well, I'll delete it because I'm not really bothered about meeting anyone else. He also tells her, I really like you. We've got a connection. I can see myself being with you. I want to give it a go. So I'm like, cool, this is cool. Like, where did you come from? But the feelings were mutual. I thought, oh my God, like he's really into me. Like, I'm 
got really into him and I thought, this is it. And then, at one point during their trip, Jason was taking a photo on Snapchat and I said, I thought you didn't have Snapchat. And he goes, oh, well, I don't really think that's social media because I only use it for, the, you know, the filters and the labels where you can label where you are. This didn't raise any red flags because he said, but I'll add you now. So he adds Madeline. And their four days in Copenhagen fly by. We kind of didn't want it to end. So Madeline suggests that they stay at hers when they get home. But Jason says, I need to go home, I need my own space. Which she understood, since Madeline's a pretty independent person who also needs alone time. Back in London, the two fall into a routine. We met up probably twice a week after that, which to me, whenever I've been in a relationship in the past, I've always seen them more than twice a week. But then that again has been my downfall. Madeline's past relationships were fast and furious. They'd spend as much time together as possible until it turned toxic and they inevitably broke up. So I thought, oh, this is this is great. Like we can have an adult mature relationship where I can carry on doing what I'm doing and being independent and he can do what he's doing. Two months go by. And at that two months between holidays, he was meeting all my friends, introducing to my mom. And everyone loves Jason. They said, oh, you've got a quiet boy for a change. Like, you've got a really nice boy. Like, we're happy for you. He's really nice. Meanwhile, Jason is renovating another property. So he's busy. They would be hanging out. And then, like clockwork. He always used to say, I need to be somewhere at 8 o'clock. I've got a tenant moving in. I need to do this with the house or this with whatever. And I I thought, just in the back of my mind, I just thought, what's the deal with eight o'clock? Because it was very specific. But he'd spend the night once a week. So this was a little quirk in the back of Madeline's mind. But she didn't think much more of it. And another month goes by. It's January, and Madeline and Jason are headed for another trip. This time, to Spain. We went to Valencia, and then we went to Barcelona. And? It was literally perfect. Like, we'd been together for ages. For six days in Spain, they have the time of their lives. And as they're waiting for their flight back home, they notice... The family with kids, and they were shouting, and he was getting really angry. (sighs) Jason was adamant that he was too young to have kids, and that he found them impossible. He says, yeah, I'm too young to to have kids. He would be annoyed by kids. On the plane, whenever a kid came, he'd be very angry. They land in London, and... He planned on coming to my grandparents to meet my grandparents for the first time that evening, so my mum came to pick us up from the airport. They walk into baggage claim, and then, all of a sudden, a woman walks up to them. She's very, very, very pregnant, and she went up to him, and then she turns to me and she goes, are you with him? I said, yeah. She goes, well, I'm his girlfriend, and I'm giving birth in two weeks to his baby. And then her mum and dad came over, wafting cameras everywhere, putting cameras to his face. Madeline is stunned. It felt like a truck had hit me, because I wasn't expecting it at all. It was at this moment that Madeline blacks out. I hear all this. I've gone into complete physical shock. Like, I am complete. Something just cold went all over me. I felt sick. I, my, If it wasn't for the video that the girlfriend's parents took, I wouldn't have known anything what had happened because my brain just completely just wasn't working. In a daze, Madeline walks out of the airport and gets into her mother's car. What just happened? She doesn't really know. Jason calls her later that night and gaslights her. 
He tries to tell her that the girl in the airport is crazy, that it's not his girlfriend. It's just some girl that got pregnant and decided to keep the baby. For two days, I literally didn't stop crying. I just couldn't, I just couldn't really comprehend what was being said to me. I just, I never, I never saw it coming. This guy was so adamant that he didn't want kids. He was so adamant that he didn't, he, he, he didn't want them yet. He didn't want a family. A couple days go by and Madeline posts a TikTok about the experience. It goes viral. But one comment in particular stood out. A girl, let's call her Lisa, wrote, I'm his baby mom. We've been together for four years. I'm about to give birth to his baby in two weeks. Madeline immediately messages her and the two hop on the phone. And then that's where I found his whole double lie. He told me he was 32, he's 37. He told me a fake name. He told me he didn't have kids and he's got two. Well, one and one on the way and that he's been with this girl for four years and he'd be basically living at her house the entire time whilst seeing me and staying at my house. And she told me she finished work at eight o'clock. That's why he would leave mine at eight o'clock. After Madeline's video went viral, Jason reached out to ask her to delete it, but she refused. It was only then that Jason apologized. And Madeline can't help but wonder, what business has a 37-year-old man got with meeting 20-year-olds? When asked how this has affected her love life, Madeline says that she's deleted Tinder. And moving forward, I will question a lot of things, more things in the future now. Things that I wouldn't necessarily question before because I just thought you could trust people for what they say they were, but you can't. Looking back, Madeline wishes that she had asked to see Jason's passport photo before they traveled together. But otherwise, there wasn't really any point that I suspected anything, so... I can't really say, oh, well, at this point, maybe I should have done this better or that better or this different because there wasn't any point. The silver lining of this experience is that Madeline's been solo traveling and travel blogging, which has always been a goal of hers. Her heartbreak propelled her into a new chapter, one full of adventures. I will be going to 15 countries. And finally, when asked for her thoughts on Jason, Madeline says this. We need to get professional help. And we would have to agree with her. (laughs) Get professional help. Love that. Also, yeah. Also, yeah. Okay, baby girl. I I feel feel bad for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mean, the first thing I thought was... Really, like, how could she have known? I, like, listening to that three quarters of the way through, I was like, when's the ball going to drop? You know, it mm-hmm. all sounded pretty normal. Like an older guy not having social media, like, not that weird, you know? Although every – well, that's not true. I was going to say every guy that's cheated on me has, like, used the not social media thing as a lie. But that's not true. There have been some that have just had yeah. social media and done it anyway. But I mean, I feel like every guy has either an Insta or a Finsta. Yeah. But still. Like, I don't really post much. <laughs> I mean, the 8 p.m. thing, like, come, come on. That's that, crazy. Yeah, that feels... Also, nothing happens at 8 p.m. No. Except for, like, your baby mama telling you to come home, maybe. But but if, okay, if I was dating a guy and he always had to leave at 8 p.m., but then he would be spending the night, like, two nights a week at my house, uh-huh. I'd be like, he's not living with someone else. He's spending the night at my house two nights a week. That's what I was going to say. That really helped his alibi. Of course. Because he's like, I'm staying here two nights. I'm like... What was he telling other chick? He was telling her that he was like staying in town working at his, on his like apartments or his buildings that he was renovating. 
Yeah, I mean, she, like, he, he got her good. He got her he good. He got her good, and I get it. He was having his second baby. He was all bummed the, on it. The second baby. The two weeks. If a woman walked up to me and she was that pregnant and was like, I'm giving birth in two weeks to that man, your boyfriend, I think I would crumble. I'd be ashes. But it's also so crazy. You might be like, that chick's crazy. I, I know this guy mm. so well. Who's this chick? But this guy is nuts. I'm also dying because, you know, the guy in the story is just like an uggo Jason. Yeah. And I have a cutie boyfriend named Jason. So every time she kept saying Jason, I was like, no. You were like, like, he's not ugly. I'm like, Jason's are good people. <laughs> Although, you know, the J name thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. But I think that really resonated with me because I think when you get burned by someone like that so bad where you're like, oh, my God, I consider mm -hmm. myself a smart person. I'm pragmatic. Like, how did this happen to me? By an ugly man. Yeah, by an ugly. It's, you know. It's insult to injury. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an extra burn. You didn't just get cheated on. You got cheated on by an ugly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so bad. I have the, like, ugly man theory where I feel like women. So I did this. I broke up with somebody and I dated somebody and I thought he was safe because he was dating up. Yeah, because you're like, you're an uggo, so you're not going to rock the boat here. You're, you're not going to leave me. You're going to be on your best behavior. You're so excited to have me. But no. Oh, no, he did me. Uggos, uggos are acting wrong. Yeah, it's and it's absolutely wild. And I was like, that's the hubris. The it's hubris that women have where you're like, oh, the ugly guy is safe. Mm -mm. No, that ugly guy is going to do you so dirty. Because you're going to get cheated on in the same way that a hot dude would. True, true. But you're just going to look back and be like, no, that's the photo that I have to show my friends and family when they ask to see what that guy did to me. I will say, though, I feel like the shorties are acting right. Short because, kings? Yeah. They, they, they're they acting right because especially L.A. girls are such height supremacists mm. where it's like. Which is so funny because every girl in L.A. is either. I mean, they're like they're either tiny. a model or they're 5'1". So all these girls are like, got to be six feet and over, six feet and over. And I'm like, there's all these good eggs running around the streets on Hinge, on Raya, that are not six feet tall. I'm like, guys. Sorry, what are we? I well, mean, I haven't, I haven't been on them for a, for a year now. Okay. But when I went on, I was like, oh, wow, there's like, there's definitely like a good little pool that's getting. Emphasis on little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's getting, I'm going to hell. <laughs> it's getting looked over. I feel like mm -hmm. all, all, like all my best dates were with shorties. Like anytime I went out with a tall guy, I was like, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was like treated properly. I had a girl on here, Brie Esrig, who was like, if my boyfriend was six feet, he would be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really crazy. I, so, I yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, which but, is so weird because I've only dated guys that are like six, four, six, five in the last year. And I wow. guess it does explain some things because I'm now off all dating apps and I'm like, mm, this was too much crazy. I hit my crazy threshold. Yeah. I actually did meet my boyfriend on a dating app, which really? is shocking and even crazier. You the odds. And on Raya. Okay. Actually, which is like never happened. No, I've met two gay men who are both in different couples mm -hmm. who met their boyfriends on Raya. Yeah. I feel like- the In the gay, last like- Like the gays months. have more success on it, mm -hmm. but- um, yeah, the old, I only went on two Raya dates for, for an entire year. My first Raya date, this is funny, he showed up. He was five feet tall. Ooh. Five. So he was real nice. Y yeah. I was like, okay, that's a little too much. Also, you got to like let me know. What height did he say that, he that's was? That's a tiny little tot. I mean, you don't have to say on Raya. That's the beauty, you know? You don't say anything. So he was you shooting post whatever. 
0.5 from below making himself but look I'm tall. Like, why do you want me to show up on this date and, and be bummed? Yeah. Like, sh- like, show me your little shorty on the thing, like on your photos or You're whatever. Like I still might have been into it, but I would have been prepared. I know. So I felt bad about that, but I was like, it's going to be a no for me, dog. And then the only other person was my boyfriend. Yeah, only two. Was that the only time? Had you been on Raya before that or no? Never. I missed the entire boat of dating apps. So I I was on the Raya heyday. That's fun. It was was fun. It was actually fun. My best Raya date Uh is I matched with this guy and he was in New York shooting Broad City. And I'm going to... Chef's kiss, love that. Totally (laughs) dox him, but it's fine because we're... Whatever. So... We message for a few months and then he comes back into town and I'm so hyped. I'm like, this guy's awesome. He's so funny. He's so smart. Like, I'm so into it. Yeah. We get to dinner. We're sitting there. We're talking. And he's like, what'd you do today? And I was like, oh, I was looking at tiles. Like, I, I just bought a house and I'm, I'm going to be making some renovations to it. And he's like, oh, that's crazy. Where'd you buy a house? And I told him. And he was like, oh, that's that's crazy. I live in that neighborhood too. And I was like, oh, that's wild. He's like, what street? And then I was like, oh, I'm going to make up a streak so none of you freaks find me. But I was like, Elmore. And he was like, got really silent. <laughs> oh, no. Because what number? I live on Elmore. No. What number? No. My neighbor. Turns out he was my neighbor. And you would think you definitely didn't hook up with him because that would be such a dumb move. No, I hooked up with him. Yeah, of course. I was like, let's just see how awkward I can make my life. Mm-hmm. And I made it awkward, but it turns out that that guy is, he's like one of my best guy friends. And the greatest thing Raya ever gave me was the friendship with my friend Nick. I love that. Yeah. He's the best. Um, I went on a date with one of my neighbors. Ooh. We met on Hinge. Okay. We went on the you date. You had that location set real tight. I, I mean, well, like, I, this is when I lived in the Pacific Palisades. I'm like, I'm not going to find anyone here everyone's no. married with yeah not kids. under yeah why no and Wild. i met someone he seemed cool we went on the date i was like the second he walked up and gave me a hug i was like this is it's just a no like i could i was like oh, god it's a chemistry thing it was bad oh S- sweetie sweet but it was just it was it was really bad like he, at one point he cried on the date i've had two dates what? where the guys cried he cried he cried okay it should be said. Cried. If you were on a date, don't cry. And then even worse, we went to this restaurant and he was like, I'm such a regular. They have a pasta named after me. And he was not joking. They made his signature pasta. It was on the menu. So was it just like we ate butter it. butter and Parmesan? We ate it and it was. <laughs> He's like crying. He's like a little toddler. He's like, oh, my macaroni and cheese. No, it was actually, it was so bad. Oh, which was so awkward because we ordered the pasta. He's all excited. I'm like, okay, great. And we try it. And I'm like, how? First of all, how is pasta bad? It was bad. It was like covered in blue cheese. It was really, it was really, really gross. So then I had to eat this like weird effed up pasta. There would be no way. While he was like, he had his little salty tears falling in them. I'm like, I got to go. But then what I was, was he crying over? He was crying over his, his mom. <laughs> so it was really. Wait, do you want to come back and share that as a crime oh, story? Oh my God. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow, that was awful. But like he was being like vulnerable. It was just like. Bro, too much too day soon. One. Too much. Too much too soon. And then I had to eat this blue cheese disgusting pasta? pasta. And then I was like, you know, so I sent him the sweet text, like, that was great. It's not a fit, whatever. But then I would see him in the neighborhood. We love to go on walks. Wait, like, your neighbor. My literal neighbor. And then I'd see him walking. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, he tried to walk me home. And I wouldn't let him walk me home because I didn't. I was like, you are he, dodging the kiss. But I was like, he cannot know. My, the exact house I live in. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, he knows the vis- he knows the street, but he can't know the house. So it was fine. But oh, that's brutal. R.I.P. R.I.P. So going back to the story. Yes. Do you relate to anything in that story? I mean, I most definitely relate to Jason. Um, but I definitely relate to the fact that, look, someone does you so dirty like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, unfortunately... You can't just go on to the next relationship being hardened and thinking everyone's a liar. Mm. I just, I just like, at a certain point, like, I mean, that, like, that happened for the plot of her life, and that's absolutely wild. But like, shout out to her because she's got the best dinner table story ever now. So that totally sucks. But I just kept thinking, I'm like, damn, really, not everyone's like that. So you got to. I mean, not everyone's like Jason. Yeah, and not everyone's gonna like have a double life and like lie to you and be crazy. For sure, you can. Also, didn't you? straight up experience that i mean yes but i'm (laughs) yes like literally yes that has happened to me but i'm saying like i was like i can't let this harden me Mm. i can't let this harden me forever because you know i want to be happy i want to move on and i want to find love again so you gotta at a certain point start trusting but you gotta put some protocols in place that's for sure like what i mean well let me say this i ain't going on no trip with anyone within the first couple weeks that's insane yeah that was some like false sense of intimacy but mm. you know she, like she's young and they were feeling it and you know i feel like we've all been there and oh, yeah. had like i've done way had, worse. like first dates that last three days it's like no first date should last like three hours and yeah. then you go home you go your separate ways and you hang out later yeah you know like you I think- can't cram intimacy into short periods of time no so yeah i think you got to like set up protocols i mean one thing i did like was like She's like, I only see him twice a week. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, you don't need to see the person you're dating like every five times a week. Two or three is fine. Yeah. You know, I think that's like cool. So I like that. But like, she's got to ask more questions. Like the Snapchat thing, I would have been like, that's a that's a ginormous red flag. I'd have been like, I need to see the that's phone. That's crazy. I need to see that phone. Yeah. Also, like, you're like, okay, next time I'm also, gonna Snapchat. I'm sorry, you're 37 with a Snapchat? Very, very. For the filters? Very. My guy. Very scary. Yeah, that's bad. I'm like, hey, if you're watching those Daily Mail stories on Snapchat, those are fire because I love to get my Daily Mail in that succinct, amazing way. That's actually my lunchtime routine. That's hilarious. I I sit, I prop my phone up, and I put the Daily Mail app on Snapchat, and then I just ding, 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 go through, and then I'm done with my lunch. But yeah, you got to like, you got to course correct you got to take, unfortunately, you got to take responsibility for how so, you didn't see it. Yeah. Like sometimes I think when you Whoa. get burned by people, I think it is important to understand like you played a role in some part. Obviously, it's for sure in this case, the guy's fault like most of the way. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, you're like, you're maybe not asking the right questions. Right. Like setting up the right kind of protocols and barriers to like protect yourself too. So it's weird because like I know your background. So me hearing you say these things, I'm like, this is real and this is profound. But I feel like people listening don't. So do you want to give like a brief history of your Yeah. Yeah. I've actually never even said this on on a podcast before. Never given like the full rundown. Um, so I got married mm-hmm. at twenty seven. I was with my husband for we were married for like almost seven years. That's a long That's time. A long- <laughs> In LA. That is a whole lifetime. Yeah, it's a long time. So I was married from like 27 to 34. And then, you know, things kind of 
weren't really going well. What does that mean? It just was like you're fighting a little bit more, you're nitpicking, or you're just, just not having sex. It's like it's all of that, but it was kind of like we were just kind of like two ships the night. We weren't mm. like wanting to hang out together. Like we weren't like kissing anymore. It just was, you know what I mean? We didn't want to like spend time and like. You were people occupying this same space and you were used to a routine. We were and roommates. you were owning like, yes, we're married, but it was more of a roommate vibe and less than a. Full blown roommate. So, you know, I just was like, I, I just can't, I can't live like this. I'm too young. I got too much going on. So I was like, all right, I'm pulling the cord. Like, I'm out. And he was like, no, no. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. Wow. So you did that? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I don't think I don't think he was necessarily going to pull the cord. But I did. We get divorced. We're cordial. We're still sharing an office. And then I find out that he is in a relationship with my former best friend. And then a child appears what wait i did not know about that part yes. i just knew that your husband was potentially cheating on you i mean oh i don't with like your best friend i don't even like technically like i don't have like proof proof but yeah let's ask the two people with excellent moral codes if they yeah. if they cheated yeah but it was just an interesting timeline because you know we broke up mm-hmm. and then we got divorced. I thought everything was fine. And then I found out they were dating. And I was just like, record scratch. Like, what the? Like, well, this is insane. And who told you? Um, I found out through a mutual friend. No. Yeah. Neither one of them told you. Your best friend did not tell you. Oh, no. She also stopped speaking to me, like, before. So it's all a little fishy. So, you know, I was Guilt. pretty bummed about the whole situation. You know, that yeah. didn't, like, feel great. And on one hand, it's like, you know, we're divorced. Like, he's technically allowed to do whatever he wants to do, you know? Girl, but I'm if like, you pick someone date, else. If you're my best friend and you date my recent ex-husband, it's bad. It's so bad. You're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. Like, pick some, please, please pick someone else. So You're being way too nice about this. I know. I mean, like, at a certain point, though, it's like, I can't... Like, I can't sit around and be angry about it. Sure. Sure. Like, I can because I'm, like, just hearing this. And then I also didn't know that they went and, like, immediately had a kid. And, like, that is blowing my mind. And I'm, like, why didn't you just, like, murder Suey vibes? Like, I- I'm – it's wild. it's, like, it's just too – it's, like, too nuts. It's yeah. too crazy. You also don't want them to win. Yeah. You're, like, your happiness is the way that you win. Yeah. And, like, like enough time has gone by that I- – like, recently I've been feeling like, okay, this is just, like, some crazy Jerry Springer era of my life, you know? <laughs> Where I'm like, what the actual F? This is insane. Like, I, I don't want this I don't want this to define me. And I also feel so grateful to mm. be 36 and divorced because Ooh. I learned so much. Okay. I learned a lot. Like, I really did not understand the assignment of what being married meant. Like, I did not get it. You know, you're like 25. Everyone's, you know, starting to get engaged. And you're like, a, a ring sounds cool. A party, a sounds, party cool. sounds cool. We get to live together and hang out. And like, this is my best friend. You know, that it all sounded cool. But I don't think I really understood what it meant to be in like a long-term committed partnership. Yeah. And like, I did not 
have like the tools and the skills at that point I was too young I kind of think they need to make a rule like you're not allowed to get married until you're you're like over 30 because I don't think you I don't think you get it I don't know the stat I'm gonna fuck it up but the divorce rate is something like over 50 percent it's over 50 percent but it, I think it's closer to 60%. So if the divorce rate is like 60%, the reason why it's so high is that people that get married in their 20s are really throwing off the curve. Yeah. They get divorced at like such a high rate. But if you get married over 30, the odds of you staying together are like quadruple or something like that. It's it's It makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I don't think you've lived enough life. Like, I mean, I sure as hell hadn't and I didn't, I didn't know what it took. So now I'm like, damn, this is so cool. I'm 36. Like, I'm still cute. You're very like, cute. Like, I still I still got a poppin'. I'm still young-ish. Yeah. yeah. I, di- I didn't have kids. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, that's, that's I don't the have move. crazy baggage. That was the move. And I get to, like, try it all again. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I was like, this is so fun. I get to be on dating apps. I never did it. I was like, this is crazy. I felt like candy. Like <laughs> You're like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It was really, yeah. It was kind of like a fun experience. Like, since I've been single, life has been amazing. Wow. So so what do you think the assignment is? You know, you were like, I, I didn't understand what being married was about. And what do you think it's about? Okay, I came up with this analogy. It's like so random, but I feel like this is mentally what I kind of visualized marriage to be. Mm-hmm. So think about you and your partner. You're on a beach and you're camping mm-hmm. and you have a fire going. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of by the ocean. To keep the fire going, you're not putting giant logs in. You're putting little pieces of tinder in to keep it going all night relationships you are <laughs> like clearly i don't camp <laughs> to like keep up like if you put a giant log on a fire It'll it's gonna kill it's it. gonna go out you gotta put little pieces of fire in constantly so i think about that in terms of like it's not about one big trip a year one big diamond piece of jewelry whatever it's about tiny little acts of love mm. all all year long all day long Hey, babe, I'm going to take your dry cleaning. Hey, I ended up getting your car washed. You look I know really you look great today. Yeah, you look beautiful. Oh, I actually planned a cute date night. It's like little stuff like that. Like that keeps the fire burning. And then this is another thing. If both people fall asleep at night, mm-hmm. the water's going to come. And once that fire is wet, it's out. Once that shit is wet, it's done. So either you both need to be awake stoking the fire or at least one of you needs to be awake stoking. Because there's, there's times in a relationship where like, one person's really struggling or like another person's not really like feeling it, whatever. But if one person at least is like, I'm in it, let's go. Like I'm still stoking it. Then I think you can get it back. Amanda, should you be hosting this <laughs> podcast? <laughs> That's my analogy. No, I love that. That's an incredible analogy. And I will be quoting you on that. And I just don't want to fall asleep at the fire again. Yeah. And I want to be in a relationship where I want to put little tiny sticks to stoke the fire. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That's that's amazing. I love that analogy. That's so good. So then this really fucked up thing happened and you have managed to metabolize it and bounce back better. How did you do that? Well, you know how you called me a stereotypical Virgo in the beginning? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay, okay. One of my secret talents is compartmentalization. Okay. I'm an excellent compartmentalizer i can like wake up have a little cry get my shit together get on my zooms do my work for the day go to the gym move my body go grab drinks with a friend come home maybe cry again maybe write my journal 
whatever. Like I feel like I did a good job of really creating time and space to process my feelings, whether it was like talking to my therapist, my mom, journaling was really helpful, like getting it out, but then also not letting it ruin my life, Mm. you know? Like obviously some days you're really sad and it's harder than others, but if you just keep doing your routine, like wake up, make your bed, clean your room, go to the gym. If you start doing those things, time heals it. So yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it's also like if you're consistent with yourself, that's another that's a confidence booster. Definitely. It's letting you know that like, okay, this person that I trusted maybe let me down, but I won't let me down. Yeah. I mean, you definitely get like it's it's me. It's me and only me. You get get a little like I mean, I'm still a little bit like that, but I am willing now. Now I feel like I'm ready to accept love and like be loved. Mm. But I definitely had my guard up with my boyfriend for a long time. What's a long time? Like, I would say six months. He always jokes because I would say, I'm just making sure you're not trying to trick me. Mm. And he'd be like, I'm not tricking you. And I'm like, I don't know if you're not tricking me because maybe yeah. you are and you're just saying that. So it took, yeah, it took like six months. Wow. But then finally I was like, I don't think you're tricking me because okay. this is a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this seems like a, this is a real long time. <laughs> you buy me cute little presents. You take me out all the time. You're so sweet to me. I'm like... I don't think this is a you trick. tricking me. Yeah. Yeah. But th- those are my protocols, you know? Like, I was like, I got to make sure. Yeah. Because I don't well, want to. It's interesting. So I've been cheated on a lot, too. Yeah. I say, too, it's as great. if you've been cheated on a lot. But, like, you no, were, but it's you like, had an egregious thing happen. Yes. But I kind of, this is fucked up, but I, there's just so much cheating that happens. Yes. If we watched any Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> we know how just normal and casual cheating is. It's pretty insane. It is. Yeah. And it's something that I've never personally done, Mm -hmm. but it's happened to me a lot. And at one point I was like, what am I doing? And then I realized when I was younger, it all happened over distance. Mm -hmm. It's because I wasn't in the same city or they like moved away, even though they were coming back. And so a lot of things revolved around distance. And then when I got a little older, I think that the cheating happened with one guy and then it was pretty severe. I've talked about it a lot. Basically, this uggo. Always the uggos. The uggo won me over. I <laughs> no. dated him for eight months and then found out for four months of it, he ha- was dating this other woman. Like, who has the, the time, time and the energy? Well, that woman is the shit. She's like one of my best friends. And it was a third woman who was a fan of not me, but the second woman and reached out to her and then the house of cards fell down and and then that's how she and I met. And then we've been really close ever since. Um, and I adore her. I will always say like he had shit morals, but great taste in women. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. solid. Um, but after that relationship, I feel like it cracked me open in a way that I didn't heal from properly. And then Mm. I found myself kind of repeating the pattern. Interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And then I ended up dating a predator who got me too'd, which is wild. God. Very LA. Yeah. Yeah. And then look, I've also had really great relationships. And like the guys that didn't cheat on me, I have very great, loving, healthy friendships with. But I will say that in that period of time where I was like bopping from rejection to rejection, it was so hard because I feel like I was so afraid of being cheated on that I was like looking for it. Mm -hmm. And social media was a huge thing. Like I remember this one guy. Okay. Wow. I've been like monologuing. So I I, I I dated the predator Uh and the next guy I dated after that 
was this super sweet guy. And I remember our first date, he waited for me in the rain for like 30 minutes to walk me from my Uber to the bar. And then the next day we were both going to Sundance and I showed up at Sundance and he just introduced me to everybody. And it was like so fun. He was so nice. And we had sex in a bathroom for the first time. Just like, you know, just one of those like wild, fun relationships. And he is such a good man. I bring all of this up to say that when we were dating, I was like monitoring who he would like or follow on Instagram Mm, because I was so paranoid. And not only that, but my crazy ass brought it up. I was like, hey, I'm going to call him Matt. Hey, Matt, um, I'm trying to figure out why you're following all these girls on Instagram. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, so why are you following them? And I think he was just like, I don't know. They just showed up on my feed or whatever. for, For you page. And I mean, this is before For You, and this was when you could like see that mm-hmm. who people followed on Instagram. And I remember because I looked at it recently because I was like, damn, you were cringy as fuck, girl. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, I am so embarrassed and also proud because like when I go crazy, I'm like, my girl. But I'm going to say this. I think in this day and age, I think that you're allowed to say whatever you want. But if you just at a wink face, if you present oh. it, <laughs> if you present it with a little peppering of vulnerability, mm-hmm. get away. Yeah. If you go, hey, just want to let you know, I'm really triggered from my last relationship. My ex cheated on me, so I'm just overly cautious. I felt really weird. I feel re- weird saying this, but I saw you following all these people, and yeah. I want to know why. So then, I did sort of say that. Yeah. Then it like will disarm them a bit. They're not going to be as defensive. I didn't but- do it. In person, and that was a fatal flaw. Mm, mm. I did it via text, which you can't tell. You tone. need to see the face. I know, girl. I made a lot of mistakes. Also, you it was like to see the face. The cheating made me so anxiously attached that mm-hmm. when I look back, I feel like I. It didn't even matter that I like wasn't that into him. By the way, I broke up with him. The sex was super vanilla. I ultimately couldn't handle. And <laughs> I remember we went to dinner, and then we saw this movie, and I was like, I'm gonna break up with him tonight. And then I ended it. And then I was really sad, but it was like the right thing to do. But damn. Yeah. Well, I just was like, yeah, this isn't it. No. But it's crazy that I wasn't even like that wrapped with this guy. But I felt like I was holding on for dear life because I just wanted to be loved. Yeah. Like I wanted to be chosen and loved so badly that I didn't care that I wanted to rush through that phase where we were figuring it out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? I hate that phase, by the way. Oh, me too. I think. But so, you've got to go into it looking for the flaws. I, I think um, between the three-week mark to the three-month mark. It's brutal. It's the worst. First three weeks are so fun. Yeah. So sexy. So cute. So cute. Then you're like, okay, I want to date you. And then you start figuring out, like, Do they okay, want what to time date me? you wake up? Like, what does your bedroom look like? Like, what's your schedule? Like, do you, like, are you going to, like, fart on me while watching TV? Like, do you know, you, like, start Whoa. to figure out all those, yeah. like, weird little things. And I don't know. I, I hate it. I want to, like, let's get to the, like, let's get to the part where then we're, like, comfy and cute again. Yeah. Like, I think I'm the fine. part like, that's hard is when you realize you like the person and you're just, like, does this person like me? Yeah. I'm in a totally different phase of life now where I'm, like, I don't care if you like me. I'm trying to figure out if I can handle you. Yeah, like well, I, I flipped it. But for so long, it was the other way. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of women have been beaten down by dating apps and modern dating that they're truly kind of where I used to be, which is just like, is anyone going to love me? And is anyone going to be decent and love me? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you leave a first date, you're supposed to ask, did I like it? Not do you think they 
Do, like, do right. you think they had a good Is time? Is he going to text me back? Does, do you think he, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know if he likes me. It's like, uh, stop. Uh, do you, you like him? Did you like him? Did you have fun? I, like that, that's the first. I know. First and foremost. And I can guarantee most of the time, if you liked him, he probably likes you back too. That's true. Like at least for the first date. Yeah. If you genuinely think it went well, it pro- probably went well. I mean, you get, sometimes you get those flukes. I had a really, really insane fluke. Oh, I had an insane fluke too. Oh my God. I went on like the, like one of the greatest first dates ever same ever he broke my little black heart he like pulled up and i mean i should have known he pulled up in a vintage bronco with no top and i was like oh god oh yeah that's, oh god that's brutal by was, the way that immediately makes me wet and makes me want to run i'm like that's how it's, it's literally so how I hot and i was like oh god oh god but also i'm about to get destroyed emotionally yeah and he was so hot and um, we had we had the most fun date he took me to dinner we went back to his house we played vr cornhole tic-tac-toe we had a get like a whole night full of games. game night i never t- t- tried fireball so we were oh. taking fireball shots mm. best night ever he got me a parachute robe made me Ooh. a little plate of nighttime snacks i spent the night i was like this is the greatest night of my life he never called me again like babe you made me snacks you, you made gave me, a, me a parachute you gave me a parachute robe, robe. What? And that's parachute is not. I was like nothing. Mm, mm, I love this. Oh my god! And when I came in, he was like, "Are your boots Thoreau? You look incredible." But okay. like not, but not in like not in like a totally like gay way. It was in a very like sh- like confident, manly way. Oh man! And I was like, "How do you know?" Yeah. I, lo- I was like, "I'm in love." That's rough. and then never called me. That is. Rough. But it was just. It actually was so insane that I wasn't even bummed because I was like, oh, "That was so cool." I had that night. <laughs> I was oh, like, that was so cool. See, and that's where people need to be. But because I, I can't like I have no clue why he didn't call me. But I can guarantee you it was not me. Hmm. I can yeah. guarantee I mean, you it was hundred. We had the the best night ever. It's never you. And I was like, it is actually for once. It is not me. Yeah, you were like, I was on point. I, I showed was. up in the row. <laughs> yeah, I was shooting cornhole. Like I just... looked cute in that row. <laughs> I know. It looked so cute. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to like bum myself uh, on this and like spiral and be like, why, why, why? Because I've done that before on other dates. Mm. But this was just, it was too good of a date. And the fact they didn't call, I was like, you know what? Add it to my like list of wild ass dating stories that I have I have accumulated. How are you so confident? That's a good question. I mean, I think there's a lot of like fake it till you make it. Okay. A little bit. But I just have learned with work. Mm-hmm. I get so much further with confidence. Like people trust me. People want to work with me makes my team feel better i like achieve my goals faster if so i just like, like copy pasted the work confidence into the personal life confidence yeah i've really tried i got a life coach last year oh because i felt like everything was going so well in my uh, professional life mm-hmm. and i was like but i'm not finding like the partner that i want mm. i was like going on a bunch of dates but i'm like it's not yielding like the results that i want so i was like maybe it's me you know was it I mean, ultimately, yeah, because I was looking for the wrong thing. I was, like, focusing on the wrong things. What were you focused on? I, I I did this one exercise that I thought was incredibly interesting and I really feel like helped kind of redirect my kind of focus with dating. Mm-hmm. So we, um, she gave me a list of qualities, like 50 qualities, and I had to rate them from 1 to 10, 1 being like, I don't care, 10 being like, they're really important. It has to, I have to have this. We look at the list and she goes, Let's look at the ones. And I was like, oh, okay. 
she made me write all the ones out. She goes, you cannot care about these. So mm -hmm. one of them was like travel. I was like, I don't really care. So she's like, don't go for a guy because he travels all the time because you don't care. Mm. And then, I, you know, like like a 10 for me was like um, ambition. Like obviously yeah. that's important to me. But there's it was just interesting to go through the ones. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm looking Got for this it. guy that fits this prototype. But, but it's I not actually even don't even really care about half this shit. So that was really, I was like, okay, cool. Wow. And then how soon after did you meet your boyfriend? I met my boyfriend in the pro when I was doing um, the life coach in the middle wow. of it. Wow. Yeah. But I really did. I was like, whoa. I uh, reread my journal recently and I had made like a list of a lot of the qualities I wanted. And like he really hits all of the things that I was looking for. That's so amazing. It was, in it was just like a subtle shift of like my mind. I wasn't necessarily like acting different. I just was searching different. So I thought that was cool. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to need to get that list. Yeah. I'm I mean, you could it. literally Google like 50 qualities. Mm -hmm. Something will pop up and then you just do it. Okay. So you get divorced. You have the confidence to ask for a divorce. Then you lose your husband and best friend and also your best friend. When I said husband, it was like husband slash best friend. Yeah. I'm assuming, you know, that's one best friend, but then your other best friend. And then they have a kid and you're like, okay, well, this is... We've removed these people from my life. Yeah. It sounds like you kept to a routine, but like how did you quiet the voice inside your head that was like either I'm unworthy or I caused this or um, this is going to happen again or like I missed something? Okay. So another little tool that I learned that was really helpful mm -hmm. was, okay, maybe you're feeling a certain way. Maybe you're feeling like really insecure. Maybe you're feeling apathetic. Like why me? Why does this happen to me? Maybe you're feeling really angry. Like fuck him. Fuck her. I'm going to get revenge. This I'll show them. So I would do, I would literally fake it and I would write fake how I wanted to feel. I would fake write, I feel happy in my life. I feel happy to have had that chapter. I feel so I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for her. It's all good. Like I would literally fake write how I wanted. You were manifesting. You yeah, were putting like pen like, to paper. Okay, well, I don't want to be angry anymore, but I don't know how to get there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what does it even look like if I got there? What does it sound like in my head? And I just did it enough times. And like time heals every doesn't heal everything, but it really heals a lot. Mm -hmm. Where you like you can get over stuff. Yeah, but it, I mean, it took a while. It took a while. Okay, and that like, makes me feel gonna, better to hear. We're gonna dash into my my dad died. Oh, like all while this was happening. Although I will say there is something about loss like that that mm -hmm. is such a great equalizer. Yeah, it was. You know what? It was such a one-two punch of just straight up l's just l's where i'm like this is a, this is actually like a joke at this point and i got like i gotta take what's happening and use it to propel and, me yeah it's just it was like too crazy yeah that's why it was a it was bad so i'm like i can't like i can't crumble now yeah like i gotta like put my big girl pants on and like get do just, this like just get through it you know so i yeah wow i'm in I am impressed. It's all, but it's all mental. It's like the way you speak to yourself and like the way you train your thoughts. But I did have help. Like I will say getting a life coach, at first I was like, this is weird. Like, why am I doing this? Very and also LA. all my friends were like, why are you getting a life coach? You're a boss bitch. And you I'm know? like, I'm getting a life coach for like my personal self. 
but it was really helpful just to have that accountability and then learn all these little like tools and do all these little like homework assignments about myself. Mm. You don't do that. No, you don't. You've ne- I've never done that in my life. So it was, it was really helpful. I love that. Yeah. That's good advice. I want to run some some questions by you. Okay. Okay. I just found out that my fiance cheated on me. I'm not going to go into too many details about how I found out because it doesn't matter. But uh, when I first started dating my fiance, I told her I only ask her one thing of her. If she ever wanted to be with anyone else, just tell me. It didn't matter like when or where, just, just tell me because his dad was cheated on and he saw it destroy his father and he was like, I just don't want that. And then lo and behold, it happened to him. So he breaks up with her, but she wants to explain herself. So she's saying she wants to meet and talk. And he's like, I can't. I can't see her right now. It's too raw. But she keeps pushing it and he doesn't really know what to do. Should she give her a chance to explain, even though he knows it's not going to change anything? But he also loves her and he can't lie and say that, like, she doesn't mean anything to him. So what should she what should he do? I would say, sorry, babe, no combo. Because he already knows his non-negotiable. It's going to just bum him out. Mm -hmm. Whatever she says, it's going to make him more sad. Yeah. And make it harder to move on. Yeah. He already knows. It's his boundaries. And if he compromises on his boundaries. I would also just say, alternatively, it's like, why don't you just tell her, I need a solid three months. Or I need a, like, I can speak to you in 90 days, right? Yeah. Then let's revisit this conversation in 90 days. Mm Mm-hmm. By that time, he's going to be like, fiance, who? Yeah, I would say no. I mean, like you never, like if I was him, I'd be like, okay, fine. You know, like you you, would say, like me and you sitting here. It's easy for us to armchair. For sure, but then you get curious and like you want to know. But I think if you already know your decision is you're out, what's the point? I'm also like, put it in an email. Yeah. If you feel compelled to tell me. Write me a letter and I'll open it when I'm ready. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Great. We solved it. USPS. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm so tired of asking my 25-year-old wife to have sex with me and this person's 30. I love my wife, but it's been absolutely horrible trying to get her to have sex with me. I've asked. I've waited for over a month at a time. At what point do I just stop and like never do anything again? She never initiates. I've asked her like if she feels more comfortable initiating than like having me initiate. And he understands that sometimes like the medication she takes like can mm. mess with things. But at this point, he's just like, I, I don't know what to do. Do I get over it? Do I try to change things? Like, what do I do? That's a tough, I was going to say that's one. a tough one because I know a lot of my friends have been on medication. They're like, I am the least horny person ever. Birth control, SSRIs. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, it's I a know. thing. So I think at that point, he's just got a voice to her. Hey, this is super important to me. Can, can we switch something up? Yeah. At that point, then she either needs to maybe switch meds. Maybe go to therapy. Maybe they go to couples therapy. So- something. I'm like, but he's get the book. Yeah, he's got <laughs> by Ian Kerner. So yeah. tell me about the last time you had sex. He's a genius. Yeah, I it's feel on like- her. Unfortunately, it's on her. You can't make you can't make someone want to bone you. So well, I will say, like in other circumstances, if medication wasn't involved, I would be like the the thing to do is to sit down with your partner and be like, hey, what are the things that you feel like you would need in order to get in the mood? Yeah. What can I do to ensure that you can like clear your mind, relax, get to that place? Yeah. I'm not going to do it tonight, but like I want to know wh- like what's going to take you from where you are right now to wanting to bone. Um, I read this amazing book called Come As You Are. Mm. I was actually instructed to read it during my couples therapy during my divorce. Divorce. 
Um, and the whole book is about um, you've got gas and brakes when it comes yes. to being turned on. So you are in charge of your own horniness mm -hmm. and you got to know what turns you on and what turns you off. It can be as simple as I like the room at 73 degrees. I like the room at 67 degrees. Right. I like the lights to be down a little bit. I like to do it at 4 p.m. I like to do it at 9 p.m. I like the dishes to be put away or whatever. Yes. I like the kids not to be home. Yes, whatever it is. But you have to be in charge of your perfect orgasm environment. Mm. And like that's on you and you got to get to know you. Yeah. You know? I love that. Yeah. It was a, it's a it's cool. accountability. It's a cool book too. They really break down some like. I'll link it. Some specifics where you're like, oh, wow, I never thought about that, but that totally turns me off or totally turns me on. Yeah. 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 It was a good read. So what is a killer move? I would say my killer move, it's very simple, but I think showing up to the first date with some popping lip gloss is just like the cutest, flirtiest thing you can do. And I mean like we're seriously putting lip gloss on. Like, like lip gloss. Like, yeah, it's we're doing like road lip tint or whatever mm -hmm. it is. We're doing something sticky, some MAC lip gloss, like something to make them look like juicy, puckery. I just think it's so cute and flirty. It's almost like a visual pheromone. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, just in case you haven't seen my mouth, this is what my mouth it's is. It's so cute. I, I, and I feel like guys are obsessed with it. That's a great killer move. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try that. It works. I'm going to try you that. You finish eating, you reapply that shit. Like, you mm. have them, like, wanting to. It's really, yeah, it's just cute and flirty. What is a killer date? If I had to do a killer date, this is what I would do. Yes. I would do hike in Malibu, Solstice Canyon, duh. It's not too hard. It's medium, so you're not going to be, like, sweating your tits off. Yeah. Gorge views. Then I'd go to John's Gardens in Malibu, get sandwiches, and then go to Carbon Beach and sit and eat them. <gasps> Because hiking is chill because you get to you're walk moving. and talk, but you're not staring at each other. So it's not awkward. And then like the Sammies on the beach, like it's just cute. Unbeatable. Not like, great for me because I'm a skincare bitch. So I don't yeah, love the sun. You put a little hat on. I'd have to bring. I, I don't. I don't. I don't do hats. Mm. I look more like a beekeeper. Got it. Got it. So maybe like a maybe a little umbrella. Yeah. Something. Got to do that. But I think it's like fun and chill and not like dinner or drinks. Yeah. Yeah. So what is a date killer? Complaining. Mm. We're fine to both be like, oh, you know, I'm actually not really into sports. Oh, me neither. Yeah. That's cool. Whatever. But if you're like complaining about like how long the line was to get your smoothie at Erewhon. That's too much. Wrong answer. Yeah. It's so not cute. No. It's the least sexy thing to complain. Also, girls need to be mindful too because some like sometimes I do it. Mm. I'm like, eek, I gotta shut my mouth. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Just be pot, like, just try to be like cute and positive. Positive. Yeah. I hear that from a lot of like matchmakers and dating mm -hmm. gurus. Um, what's one thing in your self love practice? One thing in my self love practice is I love to take care of my face and my skin. Mm -hmm. And I just always make like me time once a week. I either go to face gym and get like a crazy facial massage, or I'll go get a facial, or just like spend my whole night doing like my Masks my routine or... and my mask whatever like i just i like like it and i like to carve some time out for it that's you're speaking my love language so i love yes, it yes i hear you i think that there's something about physically giving yourself love is such a nice way to also give yourself self-love yeah and you look at that mug in the mirror every day that's very real might as well be cute <laughs> yes yes keep it cute yeah. keep it cute Okay, and finally, I ask everybody this. Mm -hmm. What is the best love or dating advice you've ever received? I think this will tie in 
to the story. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Real as fuck. Because typically the first red flag is usually the thing that ends up ending it anyways. Like if you really think back to all your relationships, what was the first red flag? That's probably why you broke up. Facts. Yeah. So yeah, just believe them. Believe them. When they show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Okay. Amanda, you have this incredible brand, Love AJ. How do people get more of you? How do they get more of Love AJ? Drop all the info. You can find us at loveaj.com, L-U-V-A-J. Everyone calls it Louvage. It is not. It's Love AJ. (laughs) Everyone says that. You can find us on Instagram at Love AJ as well. And then great Instagram. Lots of amazing retailers like Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Kith. ASOS, Urban Outfitters, lots of stores. I love it. And I love the name. Thank you. And we said at the beginning, but you're going to be so gracious and hook some listener up with a ton of jewelry. 300 bucks. And I will say- It'll go a long way. You can get a lot of shit on our site for 300. Yeah. Like a bounty. Yeah. I'm- A bounty. This is the- best gift yeah it's like gonna no matter who gets it like if it's a guy listening you're gonna hook up your wife sister friend mom oh my gosh what about self-love practice or buy yourself jewelry yes i know that that, that should have been my answer but yeah it's my answer get a (laughs) little like bling there's really nothing better than buying yourself i would say diamonds i literally made myself an engagement ring because i'm crazy (laughs) I just don't wear it on my hand, but it's like it's a one carat emerald cut. I love that. Because why? Why does everyone else get to wear them just because they're engaged or married? Even though I'm not, I still want to wear one. I just wear it on a different finger. I think we need to normalize this, by the way. I think that's great. Okay, so I need to go get myself yeah. an engagement ring to myself. I'm yeah. engaged to me. Yeah. Unless somebody wants to, I don't know, replace it. Or you just keep both. I love it. Thank you so much for joining. This was so fun. Thanks just for having by. me. Oh, thank you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, I am assuming that you did, in fact, like this episode. So this is the part where I ask you to please follow the show, subscribe to it, rate it five stars, and or leave me a comment. Fun fact, if you're listening on Spotify right now, you can actually leave comments on specific episodes. Fun! That said, I appreciate you regardless, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for listening, and see you next Tuesday. (laughs) 